Hey, longtime listeners, this is Shades here, and I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor this week. It's you, our longtime listeners. We are funded through our Patreon, patreon.com slash shades and sketch. And without you, our patrons, we can't keep this show on the air. Sketch and I want to keep doing it. We want to keep our back catalog available to you. And we want to do that without filling the show with things that you don't care about and we don't believe in. So to keep your favorite show ad free on the air, our whole back catalog, no paywall, head on over to www.patreon.com slash shades and sketch. You can support the show for as little as $1. We want to thank all of our patrons that we have so much uh, right now. And all of you, the longtime listeners, here's this week's episode. Hey, longtime listeners, this is Shades here coming to you uh, between our season breaks. If you listened to our last episode, Treasure Planet, which I know you did, we are ending season one and are about to start season two. So until we come back in February, we're going to be bringing you some classic episodes from season one. This week, we've got episode number six from back in our grunge days, uh, The Rocketeer. Guys, I love this movie. You know, it might be my favorite of all time. I know that's a bold statement, but uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, I've enjoyed going back down the rabbit hole and listening to this episode. So without further ado, here it is. Episode six, The Rocketeer. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. I'm Shades. This is Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Yes. Every week we bring our GoCo, our, our Geeking Out command outposts to a different location and shade you're chopping on the bit i really am where are we this week we are traveling time once again broadcasting from 1938 sketch our first our first in the past yes episode the not so distant past sure you want to tell everybody where we are we are in a giant smoldering clamshell in the south seas the South Seas Club. The South Seas Club in L.A. In L.A. Uh, pandemonium erupted here not too long ago, but yes. everyone has evacuated. Now it's just us. Uh, a a flying man in a bronzed helmet. And mobsters. And mobsters galore. And a, a, a large... Mon- and a monster. A large King Kong gentleman. Yeah. That means we must be talking about the 1991 epic Rocketeer. Ro- the Rocketeer. Do we have... A theme song. We this, do. We do have a theme we song do. this week. We are so professional. Rocket Man. Oh. Right. This is the Elton John. No. This is not an Elton John biopic. This is not an Elton John biopic. That changes everything I think about this movie. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. All right, so before we get into this movie, we have to say we are probably going to spoil... Yes. Spoilers galore. Spoilers galore to the 1991... <laughs> By the way, this movie is older than my brother. Really, guys? And gals? Long-time listeners, what have you been waiting for? 1991. 1991. Let's quickly do the math. How long has this been out? 26 years. Wow. Yes? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, 26 years. Holds up. It's as old as my my Firebird. It holds up nicely. Your Firebird's in 91? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Shades drives a Firebird. I drive a 1991 Firebird. Yeah. Is this episode brought to you by the 1991? This episode brought to you by the 1991 Pontiac Firebird. It's a beaut. Thank you. All right, back to back to another the Firebird. Yeah. Oh, what a what a segue! Another Firebird. Well done. Um, the Rocketeer, a Disney movie. It, it is, and there's a there's a story there, but it is branded with the Disney logo, and it okay. is a Disney movie. Now, Shades, what is your history? With oh my goodness, the Rocketeer, you know, Elton John biopic. <laughs> Please stop saying that. Okay. Oh, right. I'm, I'm thinking about a different movie. Yes. Okay. I I I love this movie. You do. And when I suggested it, and you said sure, I was so excited. Yeah. I went and dug it out because it was not out on an accessible place, but I went and dug it out. So oh, I really? I yeah. figured this was like on your mantle. I have a streaming version. Oh. Okay. That I, it's just convenient now. That's but, nice because uh, then you don't have to burn out anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Nice little There's going to be a lot fire of fire reference. puns in this episode. Yes. Yeah. I love this movie. I saw it in theaters in 1991. How old were you in 1991? At the General Cinemas at the Warwick Mall in Rhode Island. Uh, 1991. Uh, man, I, I can't tell you how old I was, but I can tell you I was in first grade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would also My gram. All right, because yeah, we're in the same. We're the same <laughs> yeah, that makes same sense. I'm a year older than you, together. but we're in the same. Um, yeah, same uh, grade. Yeah, um, I was born in the middle of the year, everybody. I didn't stay back. Um, if you think Shades stayed back, <laughs> right into the show, right into the go show. with Shades and Sketch at gmail.com. My gram brought me to the theater, and it was um, it was the premiere day, and there was a guy in a Rocketeer costume who gave me a Rocketeer pin. I was obsessed with this movie. I clamored for everything I could possibly get. Um, I have uh, the VHS original release that I burned out and got a second copy of. I have it on DVD and Blu-ray when and a you, streaming copy. When you say that you were obsessed with this movie, I mean, this is this is going way back. I mean, as it a is. first grader, as a going first into grader. this movie, so did this you know about Rocketeer? So this was probably one of the... I didn't know about the comic, which okay. came out in 1982. But um, you probably saw the commercials on TV. I saw the commercials on TV. This was one of the first movies I saw in theaters, and it was the first time if you know what I'm talking about, that I had that wow moment in a theater. And I wrote this down in my notes when I was rewatching it. The tagline of Superman is always that he'll make you believe a man can fly. Mm-hmm. For me, that was Rocketeer. Wow. There was always something like, well, how does Superman fly? What does he get propulsion off of? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does he, how, do, how does Superman fly? He, I guess he levitates. Um, but it's Rock- another episode. Yeah. So we'll save that for the Batman versus Superman episode. Sure. Yeah, we could tackle that. Yeah. BBS. Um, but Rocketeer has a rocket. He has a rocket on his back. It's plausible that the device generates thrust. And is it plausible? It's plausible. Okay. I mean, there are some problems with okay. it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I'd, I'd save that for the rants. Um, but it was the first time I had that wow moment, and it made me believe that a human being could fly. Absolutely. And just the the iconic suit. The helmet, the jacket, the stylization of the 1930s. I was obsessed with this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I, one of the things so. we talked about is I have the preview poster that hung in theaters. That's the beautiful. Art Deco, yeah. rocket stylized Rocketeer poster that mm-hmm. says summer 1991 on it. Yeah. And it's it hung in my study for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have space for it to have it up right now. Oh, you got to make I still have, space. I'm going to. You gotta yeah. make space for that. I have a project coming up where it, uh, I think it will fit nicely. Good. What was your experience with this? Uh, my experience goes back all the way to last night. 
<laughs> where we watched the movie. Other than seeing my poster. Other than seeing your poster. Um, and I knew you loved it. And because I knew you loved it, I knew I'd hate it because we have such <laughs> dissimilar tastes. Um, no, but um, for whatever reason, I mean, I missed this one. I mean, 91 first grade, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of say in what movies I was seeing as gotcha. a first grader. Uh, no one took me to this one. Um, and so it kind of came and went without my knowledge. The only reason I knew about it was because of your poster, which is a beautiful poster. Thank you. Uh, but it, I will say going into this, I had a completely different idea of what, of it was what the rocketeer was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought it was almost going to be kind of like a superhero esque movie set in like a steampunk like a world of tomorrow but it's the world of the past yeah maybe like a sky commander in the world of tomorrow yes. oh yeah 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 very similar to that kind of thing with uh you know zeppelins which there is a there is a zeppelin spoiler alert but kind of you know that that whoa spoiler alerts we gave the spoiler we warning. did um just kind of that motif of i mean the best way i can describe it is is steampunk you know mm -hmm. kind of the, the and he does have a little bit of a steampunk look to him he sir he does himself right nothing else in the but nothing else in the, in, yeah. the, in the universe did and um yeah so last night was my first experience all right with the rocketeer and i i'm happy i saw it i enjoyed it and uh should we explain a little bit about the rocketeer to people sure. who maybe i would are like to and haven't, haven't seen it don't have a shades cramming it down their throats. <laughs> so the Rocketeer was created by Dave Stevens in 1982. Uh, it was a um, split issue with another comic, um, independent comics. And it was really inspired by the Commander Cody serials. I'm sorry, Commando Cody of the 1930s. Yeah, we were going to get emails. If you, if I'm, you got that I'm sure we were. Somebody yeah. was looking at that. And he immediately realized Dave, Dave Stevens, the creator immediately realized that this movie fit a movie genre. It was begging for it very more so than anything else that was out at the time and immediately sold the movie rights. Um, to who? I didn't even see, Oh no, it was Disney. Is that who he, he sold did to? not sell them to Disney or, originally? Oh. He sold them to, um, uh, a, pr a production company. The name escapes me at the moment. I could go back and look that up uh, right into the show if you're curious about it, and I'll, I'll find it for you, or I'm sure you could find it yourself a little Googling on the internet. Our long-time listeners are pretty tech-savvy. Yeah, they are. Um, it sat in development hell until 1986. The rights reverted back to him when he um, sold the rights again to a second production duo uh, who were attached to Disney, but the movie was taking shape under the touchstone pictures label remember touchstone yeah, i do yeah i remember their logo yep and uh, it sat in development hell for another five years mm. or i guess four years 1990 uh until director joe johnston came on board and then it really started moving along and he was able to produce dailies and uh, test footage that was suitable to disney uh, so suitable in fact that they took it away from the touchstone label and just branded it walt disney pictures they had planned to do a trilogy of movies around the Rocketeer. Ooh, okay. Um, but the movie wound up costing $40.1 million per, to produce, and it only grossed $46.5 million. So really? that, that pretty much guarantees that it, it would not get a sequel in 1991. Right. Um, 
do you do you know what it was up against in 91 1991 what are some other uh yes so it was up against um it's okay if you don't know what else was that i we saw it last night grade. i escaped it it i i, I escaped it it escaped, I, you. it escaped me yeah in this moment but i did look it up last night it was up against some some major blockbusters in the summer of 1991 they they escaped me at the moment i want to say ninja turtles 2 perhaps hmm. um maybe so it was up against franchises. They're escaping me right now. I yeah, know it wasn't established Batman. established names, and this was yes trying but to make a name. For the itself. Rocketeer really came along conceptually before making a big budget superhero movie was yeah. deemed profitable. Um, so Disney bought the rights in '86. So it's predating the Keaton Batman movies. It's predating the Spider Man franchise. It's predating the Shadow and the Phantom similar pulp era inspired heroes even mm-hmm. though the rocketeer comes much later he's kind of set in that 1930s universe mm-hmm. that the shadow and the phantom are um, but it so it was a big risk for D- disney to take a chance on but what really helps this movie is that the practical effects and all the special effects work yes. were done by ilm oh really yes and lucas was still helming ilm at the time so george lucas had a hand in what the effects would look like and joe johnston was one of the puppeteer modelers at ILM before embarking on his directing career. So he had the ability to take the the big guns, every resource that ILM had available to them, mm-hmm. and put them into the Rocketeer. To the tune of, I never knew this, all of the flying scenes mm-hmm. where Cliff is flying high, horizontally, yeah. that is a scaled puppet. No. Shot in stop motion. And is then, it really? And then... Blue, uh, on a blue screen and then insert it into the footage in the movie. Where Wait, where did you find that information? I, I read it on uh, a history of it this morning. Oh, gee, I, wow. I'm, I, I'm, I'm shocked that My that. mind is blown like by that because it does not look like stop no. motion. Certainly, it, the green screening and blue screening work doesn't hold up to 21st century standards. They look great for 1991. Oh, yeah. It didn't bother me. But I, it yeah, doesn't you look tell like a it was, scaled You puppet. can tell it was blue screened or green screened. Right. But um, appropriately so for yes. 1991. Not, not like the, the cheap. The effects work is not a problem no, in this movie. The movie itself looked great. Yeah. It, more than just the effects. The, the, the movie aesthetics in general. Yeah. Looked great. Um, can I ask, have you read the comic? I have. It's one of my prized possessions. It's not worth very much, but I have the whole original run. Is issue the one movie through issue four. Very true to the comic. The they movie, take a lot of liberties. They take a lot of liberties, but I feel like they improved upon the story of okay. Rocketeer because it's less of a pulp kind of one off adventure. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a contained movie, but it takes away the campiness, I think, that existed in the comic. Okay. I think the story here is much better. So the Rocketeer focuses the uh, its lens on the life of Cliff Secord, who is a, a racing pilot who's down on his luck in 1938. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the movie, he and his team suffer a setback. Um, it looks like their chances of flying in the Nationals are dashed, and yeah, they really was, don't know what they're going to do. It starts on a, a pretty was, harsh note. That was tough. It was to it's watch, right? To That's, that was a beautiful plane. It really was, the GB. Uh, and it All was, of the planes in this movie, we should say, are restored in 1991, 70-year-old racing planes. They're which, gorgeous. They're just giant engines 
with a, a compartment for the pilot to sit behind and fly. Yeah. You get a giant engine, you put some wings on it, stick a rudder in there, hollow out a compartment for a pilot and you go. Yeah. There's, they're sky motorcycles. Yes, they really are. Yeah. But they, um, they were, like they were gorgeous. beautiful. I yeah. mean, all of was, the planes. It was like going real. to a, a, an antique car show, yep. but for the the GB is the only reproduction, and they destroy it at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, I would hope. That, yeah, it was not an original, but yeah. the the GB two is a, an actual plane. Good. Oh, they were yeah, they were beautiful. That's one of my big raves. I mean, we could talk about that more. Sure. More later. Um, through a series of events involving the FBI and mobsters, Cliff and his yeah, I did not know that this was going to be a have mobsters in it yeah this movie and I'm, I'm happy that they were in it they were fun yeah they were fun and they are as campy and wonderful as you might ima- imagine they are and stereotypical, also stereotypical mobsters yeah. yeah uh cliff and his uh older uh kind of mentor uh arthur peabody they call him pv um come into possession of a, a jetpack mm-hmm. that in the movie verse is designed by howard hughes Oh, that's not from the comic? That is not from the comic. Okay. Howard Hughes is not in the comic. Okay. I, I love the inclusion of Howard Hughes. Sure, yeah. And um, who plays him? Oh, long-term listeners know I don't know actors. Uh, he was on Lost. I'm blanking on his name. I never saw Lost. Oh, I didn't really see Lost either. But but, but what I was going to say is by including Howard Hughes, it it certainly added a level of believability to this rocket pack being able yes. to, to perform and do what it right. was. It wasn't just... Two guys in a work shed at their at their derelict uh, airstrip right. made it, you know, like this had some real R&D behind it. Yes. And they include the schematic work, yeah. which I think is really Terry O'Quinn plays Howard Hughes. Oh, and the cast is just unbelievable. Jennifer course. Connelly um, from love interest. Labyrinth. Um, and Spider-Man Homecoming. And Spider-Man Homecoming, the voice of Karen. Uh, Billy Campbell, the Rocketeer. This is his first movie. Timothy Dalton as the... Uh, the actor the the hollywood actor yeah this takes place Neville in hollywood Sinclair, which alan arkin like. plays pv um just a wonderful cut john polito who's a great character actor um plays uh bigelow the airfield kind of the the uh, kind of the, shady the, the sleazy air yeah. airfield uh owner who mm-hmm. rents them their space an amazing cast um, they find this rocket designed by Howard Hughes. Shades is glowing, by the and, way, talking about this. This is like his child that he's... Yeah, it's it's such a wonderful story. And they, they think they can make some money with this and maybe get their plane back on the yeah. air. But very quickly, we, we learn everything we need to know about the characters in this world because instead of using it for self-gain, they use it to save the life of a pilot in distress. A friend, yeah. yeah. And that kind of sets up the, the, the series of events for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into the twists and turns as well, the, we talk more about it. I mean, and we could talk about rants the, and raves. <clears throat> the main con- conflict of this movie is that they have this rocket. Yes. Uh, Howard Hughes has the feds out looking for it because they don't want it to fall into the wrong hands. Right. Uh, and on the flip side, this story takes place in L.A. Yes. In Hollywood. Uh, Cliff's. Uh, love interest. What's her name in the in the movie? Jenny. Jenny. In the comics, she was based on Betty Page, and she was a, a nude model. Oh, I, I like how they made her like a struggling, she was a struggling actress, actress trying to break, break into, into legitimate picture, film pictures. I liked what they did in with the, the character. Screen, yeah, and so the big conflict is that the the third most 
What is it? What the did he... third best-selling box office star yeah, in America in, in the world? Neville wants, Sinclair wants this rocket pack. We don't know why. At the beginning, mm. doesn't matter why. We really don't. Uh, he just wants it. So he has enlisted, just like Howard Hughes has enlisted the feds. He is in. He's enlisted the uh, Valentine gang. Yes, the monsters. Eddie Valentine. Bunch of mobsters. I love and Eddie then, Valentine. And then the movie uh, played is... by Paul Sorvino. Oh, great. Great Paul. Fantastic. He's another great character actor. But uh, and then the movie just kind of follows the adventure of Cliff and PV and saving people, although he doesn't save many people. He doesn't. Well, He's... I think we shouldn't. We, this is a good time to say the timeline of this movie is, a, is maybe 50 hours. Let's say oh, they yeah. find the rocket it's on a, long a Thursday morning. Mm hmm. And the events of the film wrap up maybe late morning on Saturday. Longtime listeners know that Shades has a real thing for timelines. I do. Uh, and a short, nice short timeline like this, you can't really mess it up. You can't. Uh, I think yeah, it's and, it, and it takes place in a in a small window of time and um, in a small area as mm -hmm. well. I mean, it's not. Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at the orange fields of southern southern Los Angeles. Yeah, this isn't like uh, go to location, location, location in this. This is a, kind of a nice. I don't know my California geography, but it's you know it's somewhere they wind up. The climax of the movie takes place on the Hollywood Hill sign near the Hollywood sign. Yeah, I mean it's it's all it. it's all L.A. Yep. I mean it's all just around L.A. So I you know if if longtime listeners, if you know your California geography, or, you know. No, you know where it takes place. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go into raves and rants and scores? Or is there anything else about the movie you want to talk about that you think needs to be said before our rants and raves? Because I think um, more is going to come out as we I think more is going to come out. We can get right into our score. Sure. Or should we start with how critics score this? Sure. Yeah. 86% uh, by Google reviews. Okay. That's 6.0 uh, 6. by IMDb, which I feel Ooh. like is a little low. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a B. Okay. Uh, Roger Ebert, uh -huh. you know, he was a uh, he was pretty notorious for rating movies. He yeah. gave it a three out of four. Oh, that's not bad. That's fantastic. I feel from like Ebert, yeah. from Ebert. Uh, what do you give it, Shades? I give this movie a solid. I give it a ninety-five, uh -huh. but I have to deduct points. I and I'm sure some of that is nostalgia, but I do have to deduct points. I'll talk about it in rants what that is, but I have to deduct five points and give it a 90. That's still pretty high. Oh, I love this movie. I think it is the perfect example of, you know, a superhero science fiction genre in which we don't need this behemoth of a movie that's drawn out angst mm -hmm. with the origin with the conflict with the love interest everything's very it's, quick it's and not it does too its job big. it's not bloated. it's not it's not a bloated movie no. and i've always you know i've heard people say it i've always felt it as a performer less is more leave people wanting more yeah. i want more rocketeer at the end of this movie and maybe we'll get it. Um, apparently, there's a sequel in the works for 2018. I would, I would gladly see the sequel with it. Yeah. What do you give it for a score? Um, I mean, I don't have the nostalgia factor yeah. that you do because I just saw it last night. So um, I'm seeing this fresh in a in a very different world, sure than than you originally saw it in. I will, give, but I still thought it was good. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was very good, and it had 
little I could fault on it. So I give it an 85 wow. and a and a just a 15 yeah. rant. But my rants on it are not they're not very substantial. Should we switch it up and start with rants? Sure. You want to start with rants? Sure. Let's what's go your, uh, What's your... Uh, <clears throat> well, if I... If what's I, your first rant? If your I big... start with a rant, yep. um, it's going to be a big spoiler. That's okay. We gave our spoiler um, at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Spoiler alert. So we've always, we've already established that kind of our main villain... Mm-hmm. What's his name? Neville Sinclair, the Neville third Sinclair. biggest box office star in America. He's an actor. He's a real um, schmoozy. He's very schmaltzy. What, what do they call this age of Hollywood? Is this the golden age of this Hollywood? This is, yeah. I mean, okay. this is 1938. This um, is, you know, right in the pocket. For he's, that. he's a stereotypical, what you'd imagine, a movie star he's in kind golden of like age a Hollywood. Cary Grant mixed with the Clark Gable yeah. kind of character. Sure. I don't get that, but sure. I don't know actors. <laughs> um, he is a he's a lady killer. Uh, you know, all all the yep. women around him are swooning over him. Yes. He's, um, you know, he's king of the hill on the set. He is um, he's like royalty. Yeah. I mean, he's like Hollywood royalty. You know, he's not like he is. He's Hollywood royalty. Um, they put a they put a an actor in here. Uh, playing it's not actually the person who was dead when the movie was made but they they make it a point to put wc fields in the movie yes. that he's like very chummy with wc fields i knew that reference and and you know they make it a point to show like wc fields is trying to like buddy up to and impress that yeah. was sinclair yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my rant is not sinclair okay i like sinclair yep uh and i'll talk more about him in raves okay going backwards yep. what i didn't uh care for as much was the big reveal yes that he is a nazi surprise he is a surprise Nazi. nazi and surprise secret nazi i this is one where I wasn't expecting that reveal. Mm-hmm. This this reveal was more it surprised of a you, right? For me. Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, okay, I thought maybe Nazis would be involved in this because is it the Zeppelin? In the newsreel, uh, sure, yep. yeah, and I mean, yeah, they go see a movie, and that, and that's the newsreel the, is that the, the Zeppelin's on a Goodwill tour, exactly. And I did Howard Hughes ever mention that the enemy, if the enemies ever got hold of this, I don't know if he mentioned it explicitly, but it gave you, me the you feeling get that, that he was sense talking. because the feds are looking at. At one yeah. point, yeah. Uh, they pull a switcheroo, and this is one of my raves, so I'll save it. So. So at first I thought that this, you know, because of the diligence of the FBI, this particular vacuum cleaner will not fall into the hands of the enemy. Yes, exactly. I love that line. Um, yeah, and you really delivered that perfectly. Thank you. Um, I, I at first in the movie thought it was going to be Nazis. Yep. Just because of the time frame of the movie. Then when Sinclair was introduced as, as our villain, as our protagonist, then I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this. It's not Nazis. It's this... Big time actor, the old Nazi, not a Nazi switcheroo. But then he's a he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. Um, and even even then, I was I was still okay with it. I feel like they were trying to tap into what was happening uh, with oh, you know what came out in 1991? Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. Yeah, it was up against Last Crusade. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you need a villain for any movie, yep, Nazi is your. So go-to I think they villain. were probably trying to tap into that. Yeah. 
Uh, but I was even okay with him being a Nazi spy because then it was like, oh, okay, well, that's pretty neat. The Nazis have infiltrated America through Hollywood. That's yep. that's kind of neat. I'll Which go along with it. Always a criticism, particularly in the 1950s, with McCarthyism that the communists had invaded Hollywood. So I thought yeah. that was a nice little twist that yeah, oh, in the mean, 1930s, maybe the Nazis had. I'm, I'm still on board at this point. Yep. But then in the big final climactic scene, they're at the observatory, as yeah. you already said, um, the Nazi, or the, the Nazi guy, Sinclair has the mob yeah. and he's got him. He's got uh, Cliff trapped. He's going to take the rocket. Cliff turns the mob against I love him. I love, I love that. That's stuff. a rave. That's and a rave. I will, okay. I'll, I'll get to that with a yep. rave. Uh, it turns the mob against him. And then basically he's like, he like whistles or calls out in German. <laughs> in German. And, a an whole entire garrison of, of Waffen SS comes out of, out of the trees. Out of the trees. And this is a rant for you? This is a rant for I me. I love this. This how is a rant they, for how me. How on earth did... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. How on earth did a garrison of, of SS soldiers... Yeah, in full... Full military... In full military garb yes. and weaponry, not MP5. just civilians that are like... Surprise! I've been a right. Nazi all along, but a, a, a whole platoon of, of they're Nazis. not sleeper agents. They're they're just a, a platoon yeah. of and of a giant ass uh, blimp. Well, I Zeppelin. think they were on the Zeppelin. It wasn't a goodwill tour. Was the thing? Oh, you think that was the Zeppelin? Yes, they. I think the oh, Ze- they were on the Zeppelin. Oh, I did not because get it's that. not the Hindenburg. They no, call it's not it, the they call it the the Linden the Lindenburg instead yeah. of the Hindenburg. Um, yeah, but they had the giant swastika. I know. That's what I mean. I don't think it was a goodwill tour. I think they were on the Zeppelin. Okay. Because there well, was no okay. when later, spoilers, when in the climax of the movie, when it goes down. Spoilers. I the said, Nazis I are beaten. Yeah. There's there's nobody screaming. There's no people like flailing out of the window. Oh, no, no, it's there's, not. It's not, yeah. It's, it's not like basically you're led to believe there's nobody on it. So in my I mind, think, he's saying I think it was pretty clear the that soldiers, no one was on it. So you, the soldiers oh, were okay, on so it. the soldiers. That's how they got there. Oh, you might have changed my rant then. Okay, so the soldier, the oh, Trojan okay. horse. Okay, so originally in the movie, they talk about the Zeppelin traveling across the country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop anywhere. You're saying all along this was a German Zeppelin, yes, a Nazi Zeppelin, a Nazi Zeppelin traveling across the country to get to Hollywood, had a platoon of troops in it. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. That's less of a rant then for me. Okay. That might not even be a rant anymore. But they they still put the big swastika on They it. did. That's yeah. not very covert it's, anymore. It's not. Um, that's interesting that I completely missed that. But it makes sense. I've seen the movie more times With what you're you saying. Okay. Yeah, that, no, that it's makes sense. It's not something that uh, dawned on me. Just okay. now, so okay. I think it's something that you could miss, so or you know maybe what? it's not even if, right into the show. If that's Go true, sketch if they came, if they came on the Zeppelin, and they've been traveling across the country on the Zeppelin, then for a geeking out first, You're I retract my rant. Whoa! I retract that rant. That is not a rant. If anything, it turns into a much smaller rant of. It wasn't clear, but maybe it was clear and I just missed it. I could have been oblivious. I could be 100% wrong with that. It's very likely. 
that you are 100% wrong. It's entirely possible. On a variety of things. However, on this thing, I would... You're going you're gonna to say that that is the, the case? I think you're more likely to be right than me. You grew up on this movie okay. and you love this hey, movie. Hey, I'll take it. Um, so I'm going to retract that rant. I have another rant. Long-time listeners, it's uh, geeking out first. I'm still, I'm still not changing my score because my, yep, my score is still based on my... I think that's a fantastic score for my this movie. My feel, yeah. I mean, I think it was a great movie. I would show... I cannot separate my nostalgia from this movie. Right. And I don't think this is a podcast that you have to. Thank you. I don't think, I mean, we did Sequest recently yes. and we were geeking out and we probably gave it a higher score than probably we should have. Sure. Um, do you want to go into your second rant then before I give my first, since you're retracting your rant? How many rants do you have? I have two rants. Then you do one. Cause I only have one. Okay. Other. Um, this is my big rant. The movie is a little rapey. Oh, that's my rant. That's your <laughs> that's rant. rant. It's, uh, <laughs> More so than I remember uh, watching it with you. You didn't pick up on that as a first grader? When I, I did not get this when I saw it in theaters. I've watched this movie hundreds of times, and it, it never really dawned on me. And it dawned on me last night when I was watching it. Um, and just the, the treatment of women in general, it does not have a particularly high regard for the treatment of women. And I think that's probably because of the era where it's taking place in and yeah you know, I, I, feel, I almost feel like that was the commando cody i, I think you it know? was on purpose too but um it tries to make jenny um not the damsel in distress and i don't think it succeeds she has some moments there but ultimately she is the swooning damsel yeah she and still is but she de- she's she definitely not, has she's not 100 passive she's not i mean she's a fighter she's feisty She's independent. She's she's strong, but in the end, she's the damsel that needs to be rescued. Yeah. Um. And also, like the the boarding house where all of the 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 bunnies, the side bunnies, yeah, kind that, of live. That was a that was a boarding house. Yeah. At first, I thought it was like a sorority or something. No, it was like a boarding house for women. Okay. Uh, which existed at the time. I mean, it's very sure. historical, but just the way they treated it. Cliff refers to the woman that runs it as the warden. Well, she was a real bitch. She wasn't a no. She wasn't. She wasn't. She was. She doesn't think Cliff's a respectable guy, <gasps> and but he is. He he turns out to be the okay. way he portrays himself. She didn't isn't. give Cliff. Uh, she she didn't give Cliff. I do not of a allow. Chance. Yeah, she didn't. And Cliff doesn't hold himself in high regards. Like I I don't allow gentlemen in after six thirty. I like like this line. I'm no gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's fantastic. I'm not a gentleman. The steam train's going it's the by. Uh, steam train going yeah. by in the hill Hollywood Hills. That fits really well. I know, to, right? To this, it's to this 1938. Yeah. Ron, what, are you, what are you pointing that up for? Um, and, uh, you know, just the women are kind of throwing themselves at every actors and flyers and motorcycle jockeys and mobsters. And Were women throwing themselves at the mobsters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I don't remember the, that. There's like the mermaid in the tank in Eddie's office in the club. Yeah, the the kind oh, of oh yeah smooth. oh I forgot about that. So it's see you know what's weird about that that so so the 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 head monster yes Eddie the, Valentine um he who I wind up loving in the end oh yeah he's great uh and not just like as an actor like he's a he's yeah. a great guy he's a great guy um he has an office in the club that we are currently. Yeah residing in yes um, shades and i are in the the big clamshell like what's left of the big clamshell uh, but it is a i you know i kind of feel like the birth of venus okay you know? it's probably because i'm nude probably um but that's how we record most of our podcasts anyway either in onesies or, or in the in buff. The yeah um but 
so he has this tank in his office. I'm wearing a very fashionable wool wool swim swimsuit. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. Yeah, and the and really the what is that? Out. A bowler? Is that a bowler? Yes, hat? it is. It, it's dashing and a monocle. Yeah, I, I, I see the monocle. Uh, yeah, I would stop describing yourself or I'm going to be more Oof, embarrassed than I'm down, Calm down. Um, so he has this tank in his office and inside the tank is a, a woman. A, a yes. Scantily clad. In a mermaid woman, tail. A mermaid. I, I didn't see the mermaid tail. This, see, here's the difference between watching this now mm-hmm. and watching it when you're a first grader. Sure. Now I'm so cynical and so untrusting mm-hmm. of bad guys sure that i was like is he straight up drowning, drowning a, girl a girl in his tank. office no. like it the my first reaction wasn't <laughs> oh he's got a mermaid hey he he's is a woman. And my first was like oh my god this guy's and nobody's like, reacting like, with cement shoes and just watching a girl die <laughs> um he is Evil. And I'm not I'm not making that up. Like that was my reaction. That was your first thought. Uh and I guess that just goes to show you what like contemporary movies kind of deposit in, yeah. into, into my mind. Um but back to the rape. I mean, let's the, get the back movie, to the rape. Yeah. So Neville Sinclair, straight up, do you wanna do you wanna say it? Sure. And I'll take the, um, the closet. Neville Sinclair, you you can have the closet. <laughs> Thank you. Uh yeah, I'll go right up to the closet and okay. then you can come out of the closet. Sure. And it'll be a great segment. Neville Sinclair is he knows that Jenny is dating Cliff Secret. Cliff. I mean, he doesn't know who Cliff is. Right. All he knows is that Jenny is dating the guy who has this rocket that he's trying to get. The rocket. I and, love the way uh, he says that, by the way. And Jenny is uh he's using an extra her on to her get set. to the rocket. Yes. She's using him to get a part in the play. Yeah, everyone's using everybody mm-hmm. in this scene. Um, but <laughs> He takes her out on a nice date to the South Seas Club where we now reside. And it wouldn't be destroyed if it weren't for that date. And uh, he's definitely seducing her to get the information out of her that she wants. She's playing along because she wants bigger roles in Hollywood. And then when things start to go south, Neville just straight up chloroforms her. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. There was no... There, there was, was no lead up to that? No. He takes out a cloth Oh, and keep in mind, at this point... With chloroform. We, we don't know he's a Nazi. Right. No. We, we just, just think, think he's, he's an a, actor. A Hollywood actor. Who wants a rocket. Sleazy Hollywood actor. And he flat out chloroforms just out her. of nowhere, pulls out a, a cloth A chloroform rag. And she wakes up in his bed yes which by the way his, i don't think it's his bed it's i think it's house. yes it's in his house but okay. i think it's a room this designed, is designed it's a rape room i think it's a room specifically designed equipped with smelling salts yeah he has smelling women, salts for women that he brings back to his home that he has chloroform i mean he is a there professional are white silk sheets on the bed he is a professional woman abductor yes and then opens yeah, a come closet. Out of the closet let's do this he he's like oh jenny yes you're so beautiful he goes to his closet and pull like opens this closet and i missed this as a kid i missed it as an adult i the lights went off the alarm sounded he opens this large closet like the length of a wall that yep. is filled with women's clothing yeah he's a single he's male a actor. single male actor and like you know, whatever. It's 21st century. And not casual wear. Not casual. Like, women's nightgowns and mm-hmm. slips, and mm-hmm. like lingerie, and mm-hmm. pulls one out that he thinks will fit her. Mm-hmm. 
which I am led to believe belonged to other women mm-hmm. that he has chloroformed mm-hmm. and brought back to his, this is his rape not, room, this essentially. This is not his first time doing this. This is not the first time he's done this. This is in his wheelhouse. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and going into the date with wow. Jenny, he 100% knew if this doesn't go the way I want I've it to. I've got chloroform in my pocket. I'm going to abduct her. I am going to abduct this one. Yeah. Um, that is so evil. Jenny, to her discredit, to Jenny's discredit, okay, she wakes up. Yep. She kind of goes along with it. Well, she sees. She wakes up. Yeah. She the door's locked. She yeah. can't get out of it. Yeah. And she sees him coming out of a secret passage. She yeah. goes along with it to like lure him into it. She yeah. takes. She's like she plays along. Like, oh, do you want me to put this on? Yeah. He's like desperately. Yeah, and then and she springs she goes her trap. And then she springs her trap. Okay, I don't yeah, think she went. I guess. I, I guess I wanted her to fight right away and get yeah. out of there, but I guess she played along long enough to. I, I don't think there's any circumstance. He's already chloroformed her. Sinclair's house, by the way, has like an Aztec mo- motif. It's actually a very famous house designed by Edward. Uh, I was going to. That's not the wrong. St- I was going to say Edward James almost because we were talking, talking about, about Battle 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 yeah. uh, um, Olmstead. Okay. The famous American uh, architect. Yeah. Okay. It's a very famous house in LA. Um, I, I just kept feeling think, like I was in an Aztec tomb whenever we were in the house. I think Nathan Fillion lives in it now. I saw oh, an interview with him recently. Fits for Nathan Fillion. I know, right? I feel like we need to do a, some Nathan Fillion properties. Yeah, in, in it's a beautiful podcast. house. It's like it does. No, it's really nice. Yeah, I just got feeling like, like Aztec stone. Yeah, that we were in some. Sort she of sees him thing. coming out of the secret passage. She plays along with that. And if we thought Neville Sinclair was like, oh, what an evil, unredeemable guy, she goes into the secret. Uh, passageway which i love the book that you pull is the conquests of casanova i did notice that yes uh what a skis opens up the door and it's his secret nazi communication room yeah she turns on the radio and it just speaks like oh my god not only is he an awful womanizing rapist on top of it all he's a nazi okay i'm just making okay i'm just making this connection because when she turned on the radio and and it was german i'm like he has a radio that reaches from Hollywood to Germany. No, no he's talking to the Zeppelin. Zeppelin. He's talking yeah. to the Zeppelin. All right, it's all coming together for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I really don't have another rant of any um, weight other okay. than it was pretty rapey. It was very rapey. It was uncomfortably rapey. When he opened the movie that closet was very light and for it, it to turn finally to dawned on me yeah. that he has abducted yeah. dozens of women. You was didn't, like, oh, you this didn't is... need the rapiness Whew. to get that he was a sleazy slime ball. Right. We got that. Yeah. That was established. It was gratuitous. You could have skipped rape and gone right to Nazi. And I, I hope still we haven't ruined fine. this movie for you with all of the rapiness. Oh, no. No? No. Okay. People, I mean, look at Game of Thrones. That's very popular. And that's very rapey. Uh, and I would say it's much worse than. Oh, you think Game of Thrones? Thrones? Much worse. Is more rapey than yes. a Disney movie from 1991? Yep. Wow. I'm just saying, for a Disney movie for 1991... You're really putting yourself out there with uh, that one. Hey, you know, it's... uh, I have strong and... uh, No, I'm I'm saying... No, it's not rapey. For a 1991 Disney movie that's rated PG... Yeah. um, Oh, that was going to be one of my big questions. What this is rated. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Okay, yeah, it's rated PG. Okay. That I... Because... I'm surprised they went there. It's a little rapey for PG. Yeah. We had a straight-up ogling... Oogling? Ogling? Either. I think oogling. I say oogling. Of Jenny's breasts. 
yeah. in the gown. Yep. I mean, the guy looked her up and down. And the camera pans. But, but the camera pans are just in his, like, yeah, whoa, in his okay, we're just doing that in this Disney movie. What else? But that goes along with like the 1930s pulp aspect that they're trying to capture. Two guys were straight up folded in half. Yeah. They were killed. Lothar. In a lawn chair-esque yep. way. They were folded. They're, Neville Sinclair's henchman, Lothar, he's like that PV refers to as the large King Kong gentleman. Yeah. He's like this awful scarred face, which is just wonderful prosthetic makeup um, provided by ILM. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just monstrous and freakishly strong and straight up folds one of Eddie's henchmen in half. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, Bigelow. Yeah, and Bigelow. Who owns the airfield. And then... And then the mob, which happens off screen, but I still felt like the Ugh! when it happened. Oh yeah, the, and I mean when they it. find uh, what's his name Bigelow. Yeah, when they find him, his like foots up his by foot's his head. up by his yeah. head. Yeah, um, that's a rough way to go. It is, and and the mobsters were going to burn off Peabody's Pe- face. Yeah. They were. Oof. I mean, there were some choices in this movie that really made Very me go, strong. "What is this rated? Yeah, is this a kids movie or not?" But maybe uh, you know, kids were probably tougher back. I think so. Yeah. yeah, we still played dodgeball then. That's unheard of. Now. That's vanilla. That brings me to one last rant that I forgot it was a rant, but I, sure, it's, it's a very minor rant. Okay, I liked the henchman. Yep, the giant guy. Beautiful. I, I, his his mask was wonderful. Yep. I mean, it doesn't look like a mask. No, uh, it's difficult first, for him to talk. The through. first scene or two that I saw him in, I thought this is not a mask, right. Or prosthetics. I thought this is just they hired a real grizzled looking yeah you know guy he when we say like a king kong monster he's just a big dude yeah and his and his face is a little exaggerated his face is haunting but it's not grotesque it's it's not it's kind of grotesque no no but in that i mean like it's not like he's not covered in boils or have yeah it's not unbelievable yeah. It, yeah. it's it's just like you, you could imagine someone just didn't age well that actor is actually seven feet tall Okay, he's huge. He is. Um, his name is Andre the Giant. No, um, his name he's is. He's really huge. But his nickname he's... is Tiny. Tiny Ron Taylor plays. Tiny uh, Ron Taylor, Lothar, uh, and he was an actual NBA basketball player. He is becoming uh, an actor. Okay, because I was going to say he's very yeah. athletic. Like he, he. Oh yeah, he moves around. He moves around. My only rant with it is the mask was so good, but he obviously couldn't talk in it. Yeah. I mean. They they added what is that ADR when they mm-hmm. had audio on top. Yes. I wish they just had had him be silent, yeah, like a silent henchman, and didn't add a voice to him because it it certainly yeah. it made him less scary. Mm-hmm. He was even as at my age now, he was still an intimidating guy. I can yes. only imagine a child seeing, you know, oh, yeah. that movie and being like, he terrified oh me when I saw yeah. this in theaters. Um, and the. We watched it on Blu-ray. It's much clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my VHS is much grainier, and you can't you can't tell um, as much of the difficulty with talking because okay. yeah. it's not as bright in yeah. those scenes. Yeah. So technology in this in this instance did not help. Did not help. Yep. Um, so I guess my a little tiny rant there is just that I wish he had sure stayed silent. He would have been a great just silent figure in this world. I agree. Strong agree. That's it for my rants. My uh, my last my rant. Rants. The mechanics of flight are very inconsistent. Um, I guess that has to do with whenever we see the rocketeer flying, mm-hmm. he's horizontal mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, a maquette that's being posed. And yeah, I'm, I'm still impressed by that. Yep. And uh, 
everybody else. Or when he's in the South Seas Club, he's on a wire and flying very yeah. slowly and yeah, flying that, upright. Yeah, I mean, he was interacting with people. At yeah, that and um, that that doesn't hold up as well watching it at, at this age as opposed to 1991. I could see that. I mean, it, it didn't bother me that much, but this is where nostalgia is going to work against yes. you. Because as a kid, I'm sure you saw that and were was so like blown away and yeah. believable. Yep. And and now you're like, Ugh. and uh, what what are what are the rules for what catches fire and what does not catch fire? Yeah, because <laughs> because ridiculous. We, started, we started this movie and it the was first just time the, he takes off. Yeah, that was, was your question. No, no, it was even it was on the DVD menu screen. Oh, they yeah. showed him. Yep. And I said, I already have a big question. <laughs> yes. And you said, no, it's alcohol. It doesn't burn as fast. Right. right. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't burn as hot. Yeah. Or burn as hot. And I'm like, yeah, because it was going to be how does his pants not catch on fire? And so, okay, I went along with that. And because they make the they point do to say, say it that, burns ethanol. Yeah. And that it's it's much cooler. That being said. not that cool. Much that cooler. Would, yeah, but they say, oh, the casing is cool to the touch. Right. Um, that being said, other things ignite. Everything in the South Seas Club ignites. As we can attest to. There's nothing left. Right now. Long time listeners. Uh, when is the fire department going to get here? I've, I think it's just a wash at this point. Yeah. We should probably not be here right now if anything we should be helping put out some fires nah, they're fine okay we have all this water around us in the clamshell we'll be fine i love this clamshell it's i hope fantastic. when we pack up goku we can take, take the clamshell clam with us <gasps> sure can we just start collecting things from the various sure. places we've got the space all right perfect taking it with us um souvenir yeah it was not consistent what burns and what doesn't burn and it's 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 in the same realm um i thought about this this morning and made this note it's it's in the same realm of like what are the rules here? Cap shield and Bucky's arm. Yeah. What are the rules? Because everything in the South Seas Club ignites. Mm-hmm. He takes off from the the Bulldog Cafe. No problems. Nope. He like they it the first time we see the rocket fly is in an enclosed space mm-hmm. in an airplane hangar. It crashes into a chair. Nothing ignites. Um, he lands on. He the... takes off in the laundry chute. Nothing ignites in a oh, very yeah, a confined state. He should not have survived that. And he lands he t- on the Zeppelin. He lands on the Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Why did the Zeppelin not immediately explode? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an envelope that is able to uh, contain the helium, but but the helium is still there. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert: if if you're saying it doesn't explode, it oh, will explode. Oh, it explodes. <laughs> it explodes. And also with that, the I don't think helium explodes in sequence. When the Zeppelin does go, I thought maybe there were different chambers. Yeah, different chambers. I feel like it would have just almost like the the Titanic. I don't think you should have been able to run on the like it should have started collapsing. Sure, I don't think you should have been able to run on top of it as they do. You can rant as much about this movie as you want. I didn't think you'd have any rants about this movie. It doesn't hold up quite as well. So the mechanics of what catches fire, what doesn't catch fire, Mm -hmm. and um, it's the most iconic scene in the movie when he takes off with the American flag in the background. Yeah. To go and fight the Nazis at the end. They probably that didn't flag, want to have the flag on fire. That flag should have. I mean, the the rocket uh, burn. Yeah. Off of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely it should have, ignited should that, have set that the flag. flag on fire, and it makes me ask the question: Was the flag even there? Or was it CGI'd in? Oh, I bet it was there. I don't think it was. Okay. I think it was. Well, a we'll CGI disagree on this. I think it was there. Let's go to raves. Yeah, let's go to raves. Can I? Can I just start my first rave? You have raves about this movie? I have so many raves oh, about this never movie. never knew. Okay. Just the stylization and look of the film. That's one of my raves. Not just the the art deco treatments, but the way it looks on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. There's something about movies that were shot in this era that 
feel like a movie to me. And I know the effects don't hold up in the same way that they do now, but I prefer the look of a green screen. I prefer the look of a scaled model, in fact, and stop motion. I, I feel like point, you're defending it, but I thought the effects were fine. I love for it. I'm not a defending it at movie. all. Um, and uh, Batman Begins did this in the final climax when the train derails mm-hmm. and crashes into the, the parking garage. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Batman Begins, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, <laughs> like, destroys that the, the final fight sequence between him and Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Um, that was all done scale model yeah. with stop motion or slow motion practically. We talked I about love, this a little. I think when we talked about Spider-Man, we talked about practical effects. I, practical effects will always look better. And even with the, the poor green screening, mm-hmm. the sharpness and the blurriness of putting him into the, the scene afterwards, I just love the way this looks. Yeah. And I, I'm I not mean, arguing Hollywood, you on that. It there's got to be a way to marry computer effects and the practical effects of just 20 year old technology. Oh, I think the issue, better. though, I, I think the issue right now is that digital effects are just so much cheaper than practical effects. You know, I mean, I, I, I have to disagree. This, this movie, I don't know what the inflation rate was, but ri- the budget for the movie was 30 million. Oh, um, in 91. And they it, had over an, a $10 million overage. I'm just talking about now. Nowadays, I think you can do digital effects so much more. In a, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the conversion rate is. So 1991, I'm going to look it up. Why don't but you, I, I mean, why I you talk about you. your your rave here while I do that. But I, but I agree with you. I think the practical effects, the look of the movie. I, I don't know if you ever saw it. I used to watch a, a show back in the day uh, called, I think it was called Movie Magic. You ever heard of that show? I, do, I have not. I think it was on Discovery. It was on some educational show. And what they did was they... They broke down and sh- and showed you how they did the practical effects to some of the great movie scenes of of the time, and how they you know filmed train derailments and exploding gas stations and everything and and all the work that went into that. And I really I miss that because those things looked great and they looked real because they were real, you know. And the movie magic was was not uh you know how do we make this look believable it was basically um it is believable the movie magic is how do we avoid showing how we did it you know right and that's that you know that's why you go to a magic show so you Mm -hmm. don't see how they did it that's that's the magic and um this movie did a great job with the explosions i mean even the, the plane uh at the very very beginning how it runs into the the gas, oh, yeah. the gas tanker or no the plane doesn't run to the gas tanker the, the car does i mean everything felt genuine and i appreciated that for a movie with a flying man right uh in a rocket pack that, that uh, this was a, this felt genuine and it was it matched really nicely to the golden age of movies that they were depicting because it felt to me like they're paying homage to the golden age of cinema by making a movie that was so earnest and so genuine. 100% agree. Okay. Agree. Um, the inflation rate, $40 million in, uh, oh, sorry, not 1914. <laughs> now that's why that number was so big. Oh yeah. I just switched that. Um, you want to give your second rave while I finish this? Um, I mean, other than the look of the movie, I mean, it was a, 
we've we've kind of already talked about it that it was just a nice small self-contained movie the the end fight scene was i mean it even feels funny for me saying end fight scene because it's not like our contemporary end fight scenes with a big flashy over the top that's one of my raves the the climactic or anticlimactic sequence yeah. in which neville sinclair is defeated yeah he's, he's defeated it. by his own his own avarice and greed yeah i mean cliff does cliff does kind of defeat him because he it was a nice callback to the bubble gum yeah i mean so, they did the they did the gum so much that you right. knew this gum's was gonna, gonna come back at, somehow at something and i liked that so in the in the at some point the rocket pack picks up a bullet hole and they don't have right. time to fix it so pb takes a piece of uh, Beeman's gum that Cliff chews and, and Beeman's was the brand that um, all gives them at the end. Too. Yes, but all uh, pilots in that age chewed Beeman's. Oh, it's just the, the thing. Um, How did you know that? I looked it up years ago. Oh, okay. Whenever I get on a plane, I go to Cracker Barrel and buy a pack of Beeman's gum because that's the only place you can get it now. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. The, yeah, he, he they use the a hole. piece of a gum to patch the hole so the fuel doesn't leak out. And mm-hmm. before Cliff gives him the rocket to save Jenny, yeah, he slides he trades the rocket for Jenny. Slides the gum over just a little bit that the fuel starts leaking out. Yep. And so when Sinclair rockets away, rockets away, the fuel leaks out and the afterburners ignites the fuel trail. Yep. Right into the fuel reserves, and he bursts into Oof. flames and plummets to. Into the second half of the Hollywood Hollywood sign. So Hollywood sign was part of a housing development that used to say Hollywood Land. Mm -hmm. And in real life. In real life. Yep. Hollywood was Hollywood Land, which was a housing development in in LA. And uh, it still is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now it's become synonymous with film studios. Right. And they, at some point in rebuilding the sign, it's not the original sign that's there. They've rebuilt it a number of times over the years. Um, they they took down the part that said land and left Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And this is a great little faux explanation yeah, as Sinclair to why the land is there. into land and, and, and it's just Hollywood land. Now on. And is that what happened in real life? It was destroyed by a flaming Nazi? Yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah okay. totally. Okay. Um, $40 million in 1991 today would be a $72.1 million budget. Okay. That's a very expensive movie. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't uh, know what the budget for... Civil War was, yeah. But I uh, I mean, I'm sure I could look that up. But I feel like it's comparable. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's just a stylistic thing of why we've moved away from practical effects. Yeah, I still think you you can pay your actors more if you. Oh, if, I'm sure. If you I'm save sure money you can spend on more effects. on actors. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, uh, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, those are my, those are my main raves, and it, it really just boils down to how I feel about the movie. How sure. How the movie feels to me. It was it was a fun. I would recommend it to really anybody. It was. Thank you. It's a, a great movie. A fun. It's great to hear you say that. Light. I mean, it wasn't. There was suspense, mm-hmm. and there were um, there were some nail biting moments. Absolutely, but it was on the edge of your seat. It wasn't um, apocalyptic. No, you and know, I like it, that. yeah, I do too. It's the scale of the movie is small. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Sure. I have two other raves. Sure. Um, I love, I think this is one of your rants. You didn't talk about it. Um, Oh, the cartoon. I love the cartoon in the middle of the movie Mm -hmm. in which the the Nazis are revealed. 
they've already been revealed. We find out that Neville Sinclair is a Nazi. Um, and then Cliff is finally captured by the FBI and brought to Howard Hughes. And they watch this film reel. Watch, kid. Took a man's life to smuggle this out of Germany. And they, they watch it. And it's this Fleischer-esque. Fleischer Studios was a very famous uh, film corporation. They did um, a lot of the Superman serial cartoon reels. Um, you, you're familiar with it, even if you don't think you are. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen a, a Fleischer cartoon. Longtime listeners will know the Fleischers, the Fleischer brothers. And it's this very stylized film in which, you know, Nazi propaganda, they want the jetpack because they want to give every German soldier a jetpack. And it just shows from Germany with a swastika logo, these arrows just protruding out all over the world. Yeah. Um, and it really, without devoting a lot of screen time nope. to Nazis or World War II, sets the gravity of what's at stake with this rocket. And if Cliff does give the rocket to the Nazis, what's going to happen? Um, because yeah. he is unwilling to turn it over. It was short, but it was all the explanation we needed. It was. And again, we, we you spend got what's at so much screen time in modern movie, movies with setting exposition. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like If you take your time and work something into the script like this. Yeah. And it fits. It's it's a Fleischer-esque cartoon. It's not incredibly well-produced. Maybe you'll disagree with me with that. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought it was a little too polished. I mean, it reminded yeah. me a little bit too much of the 90s Disney cartoons. That Which we is when this was created. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess I wanted it to be a little lower production quality. But it, I, the reason I didn't mention that as one of my rants is because now I just feel like I'm just... Nitpicking? Nitpicking. Okay. It didn't ruin anything. It for didn't. Me. I would, uh, you know what? You might disagree with me on this. I would not put it on par with raping a woman. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Raping multiple women yeah. and stealing their clothes. Man. Yeah. The is... cartoon did not offend me as much as the serial on rapist. Yeah. Um, I'm last, my last uh, rave is just the, the first time you see the helmet. And him yep. in the outfit. Peabody makes the helmet. PB, PB, like, you know, how, how do I look? Like a hood ornament. Yeah. Go get him. Like I, The whole setup. Why did it he say that? He was the one that made it. He did. But um, it, it does have is reminiscent of many of the hood ornament designs. Of oh, era. yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I just love everything about this movie. Back, back minus, when minus Cars and planes and everything was was a real work of art yeah yeah and this movie this movie feels like a work of art and there's you can tell the filmmakers and the director loved the property that they were working on and treated it well yeah look it felt like a labor of love should we go on i'd be very surprised to hear that anyone who worked on this had a had a bad experience i would also be surprised to hear that yeah yeah you have big questions big questions do you have any big questions I have uh, a big question here. Oh, okay. When mm-hmm. the FBI yeah. captures PV after yes. Cliff takes off from the upper room of the Bulldog Cafe, yes, this is after they've been involved with the FBI in a shootout where multiple agents are killed. Um, they 100% shouldn't have survived that shootout, by the way. They 100% should not have survived that shootout. No, they did. I mean, that house was... Swiss, Swiss yeah they remark later you know when they talk about their house pv quips we don't we don't live in a house we live in a gazebo 
<laughs> yeah, I forgot about that line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. Um, he was a great character. He was. I loved him. Alan Arkin's oh, a great actor. When he read in the paper that Sinclair had died by... Oh, it was too bad. That was a nice car. Yeah, that was, was great. Because the explanation they give is that uh, Neville Sinclair was killed in his touring car. A touring yeah. car, we would call that a convertible coupe yep. today. Um, when flaming debris from the Hollywood sign fell on him. Yep. Oh, it's a shame. It was a nice that car. It was a nice car, yeah. Um, anyway, so when the FBI... That would be my dad. That's, that's exactly what that my dad would be. That would be your like. dad. Yeah. Oh, man, your dad even kind of looks like PV. Sketch Senior. He does kind of look yeah. like him, yeah. That would be a great cosplay for the two of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, your big question. Big question, right. Thank you. After that, this takes place after the shootout. The FBI shows up to, to capture them and get the mm-hmm. rocket. Why do they not just shoot PV on site? Why do they capture him? They have been, to their knowledge... Cliff and PV were shooting at them yeah. from the house. They've had no interaction or confirmation as to the otherwise. Multiple FBI agents are killed in that exchange. Why do they not just shoot PV? We should say that multiple FBI agents are killed in that exchange because the big monster the man big is monster there. The big monster man. And is, he's firing back at the FBI. Colt 45. But like they don't know that. Yeah, they, they're, they're there to get Cliff. And you keep calling him PV? PV. PV. That's his nickname. Um, how did they... F- why? How do they get to this at their house? How did the FBI know to go there? The FBI shows up at the airfield and yeah. finds Bigelow's body folded in half yeah. and find the second page with the imprint of their address oh, that right. Lothar made him write. Right, 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 right. right before right, 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 right. he killed yep. him. Yep, I got that. Okay, so oh, they don't know okay. anything when they show up to the house. Yeah. They just know who they are. You know, they're the FBI. They've done some research. Who lives there? Mm-hmm. And bullets just start flying at them. Do you think that's a question for you of why they didn't shoot first and ask questions later just because of what we're used to now in movies? Come out guns a blazing? I think if agents have been, particularly in the 1930s, the FBI does not hold back uh, with with shooting at people in yeah. this movie. Maybe it is the world we live in now, but in the world of the Rocketeer, they're shooting at everybody and they've got tommy guns galore well the only in the final fight sequence the only explanation i can give you other than the fact that this is a movie aimed at children and you probably wouldn't want the fbi just to come in straight up murder the mentor figure <laughs> of your main character yeah is that maybe they purely captured him because they needed his accomplice as well that's that's, that's the only they would, have, they would have seen cliff take off that's the only thing i can say in terms of why they didn't just kill people. Sure, I think that's fair. And then we were lucky that they brought him to Howard Hughes and not to jail. Yeah. Uh, and that Howard Hughes believed everything. Yeah. And Howard we, Hughes, great guy. In we didn't movie. see that scene. We didn't. It, it was just explained to us. When, when they capture Cliff, they bring him in and PV and Howard are having this geek. They're geeking out over the designs. Howard's geeking out, yeah. out over the helmet that PV makes and the design, putting a rudder on it. Is, yeah. You know, it's genius. It's genius. Yeah. And PV's like geeking out over the double wall chamber to keep it cool when it's running. And I was thinking about that rudder. Yeah. That is genius to help him move from left to right. Oh, How yeah. does he move up and down? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think his feet. I guess that's one of my big his questions. His feet and hands in the same way that Iron Man maybe is feet and hands. Oh, yeah. I guess so. I don't think that would actually the work. The flying. This is not a rant. This is not a rave. This is not a big question. This is just, just a comment. Just a comment. Sure. To me, the flying was terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. As a child, did you, 
did you you know like dream of flight dream that you could yes. fly i mean as a kid i would dream about that all the time that i could just you like, never see why superman like accidentally turn off you know, like we can't he, no. the superman never accidentally falls out of the sky no that's a great moment where he's trying to show off yeah and flies by the plane and salutes them and turn and the hits throttles the, yeah. on his hand hits his helmet he hits his helmet and but, he falls out of the sky i mean even more than the flying i mean the falling the flying, the flying itself was yeah. so if you've ever ridden Fast. a motorcycle and felt the wind coming at you, I can only imagine what yeah. the equivalent of be with no, I mean, uh, it was nothing in front it of was you so being propelled. It was thousands of feet so in the air with a chaotic. Rocket yeah, you know, it's I, not smooth. It's no, not clean. No, and it it was. It's not. I never. Flight. I yeah. never looked at him flying and thought. I, and I never felt jealous. Yeah, I was never like, oh, I wish I had that rocket pack and I could fly. And I feel like as a child, I would still feel it because it was terrifying the way he did it. Sure. You know, Um, and the the lack of control he had. Uh, Bill Campbell, who plays Cliff Secourt, one of the reasons they did the scale model is because initially they wanted to suspend him Mm -hmm. or an actor from a helicopter Mm -hmm. and for the flying. Yeah. And he's terrified of flying. Yeah. And the they shot the South Seas Club scene first, and just being on the wire work, yeah, it's too much was him. too much for him. Yeah. And he was like, I- "I'm there's no way you're strapping me to a harness and pulling me with a helicopter." That's funny that he's so that's why flying and he plays the Rocketeer, <laughs> not even the yeah. Rocketeer, but just the pilot. Pilot, in, yeah. In the, in the movie. Well, um, wait, what about those scenes though? The beginning of the movie where they're they show him in the cockpit of the plane was that that could have been blue that, screen. That looked way too good. Movie magic. I'm sure he was in some kind of like just a fuselage that yeah. was pulled in real tight on him. Yeah, I agree. But I thought it was actually like in the back of a plane with like its cargo door open. So they would still get the the background, the shot. I, I don't know. Just because it looked so believable. I would love I mean, to find a, a making of featurette. Yeah. And look at that. Uh, yeah. Big question from you. That was my big question. You answered it beautifully. Um. One of my big questions was, what was it rated? And, and you already told me what it was rated, PG. which I'm still surprised at. Me too. The, it wasn't gratuitous violence. But I don't know that PG-13 was a rating yet. Oh, okay. PG-13, it was definitely not an PG-13 R. PG-13 was a very, is a relatively new rating. Okay. I'm not sure yeah, when it Because there was a lot of sexualization and a lot of violence. Yeah. But not R-rated violence and not R-rated sexualization so and i guess I, it's i guess 20 years old at this i guess point. this movie demonstrates why they made pg-13 yes as, as, i'm sure as an additional if it didn't exist yet this was probably one of the reasons why it came into being yeah i mean my other question that i had during the movie that i wrote down you know what's funny about me i i we we started this movie and i said to you i'm not gonna write any notes i'm just gonna enjoy right. the movie and then i think as soon as it got rapey I went to go get my notepad. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, uh, okay, I can't forget about these, these, these rapey scenes. Um, Yeah. Look, one of my notes just says in all caps, date rape. (laughs) Um, Yep. That happened. Yeah. I have a lot of rape scene themed questions here, but we've already covered that really well. Um, I guess the only other question is why Jenny was so okay with going out with, um, Sinclair in the he, setup of the movie I think to I think make just, Cliff jealous because he didn't tell her about the crash yeah 
Um, I got that. And, and they're, I, and they're I kind got of was, about to break up, maybe. Yeah, and it was also probably to... Well, I mean, she was certainly starstruck. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. But I think and also... You know, how every, and you know how everyone has... Not everyone, but it's a trope that people have like a list of like the celebrity you sure. can sleep with. Yep. Um, it was you probably think he like was on her, her exception. List? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. She was she was bubbling about him before she went on a date with him. She was. Um, but, but I also think it was for her career. It was for her career. Um, he apologizes for at least in her mind for mm-hmm. getting her kicked off the set. Yep. And you know, let me let me make it up to you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, let me take you to dinner at the South Seas Club. He lays it on so he thick. does, and it's obviously a ruse. Yeah. But he he gets her a, a reading for a part. And he, he, get, he lays it on yeah. uncomfortably. Thick. I think she maybe feels a little obligated to go to get that reading for the Saxon Queen and the the Laughing Bandit yeah. film that they're working on. If if it weren't for the fact that he straight up legitimately abducts her with like there's, creepy intentions, there's no way around that, it. If it Long-time if, if if they had skipped that, but they still had him being so over the top and everything, sure. I still would have said to you. This feels a little too this a little too much sexual predator, sure to me. Um, yeah, but even with all that, she makes sure she still wears the, the bracelet that Cliff, that Cliff gave her, gave her. and yep. explains it yep. to him about her boyfriend. Yep, I'm with you. But that's a nitpicky, big question. Here's a big. question. I guess I just wasn't a big fan of Jenny. That's fair. I much preferred Karen. <laughs> um, after. Cliff has his interaction with Hughes, the G-Men. He sees the film of what's going to happen if he mm-hmm. gives the rocket to them. They're going to arrest him. He punches the FBI agent for the second time. Rightfully so. That, that FBI yeah, the guy totally deserved it. But then he bursts through a set of French doors yep. out onto a gangplank, yep. grabs onto a scaled model of the Spruce Goose, yep. runs to, to the me. edge of it, mm-hmm. Jumps off mm-hmm. and the spruce goose glides with him attached to it. Yeah, out the hangar door. He lets go. He lets go and it keeps going. Yeah. Is your question where did it end? Where did it? Let My go? question: What are the mecha- How did he? How did that model glide? A with Cliff hanging on to it. Yeah. B is that longtime listeners figure this out. Somebody out there calculate the necessary thrust for this scale model. Oh, to, my, to like get the appropriate my amount brother's of, the guy to, to figure this one out Shmahoog, if you're listening to this episode to fly out the door this. and how long did it continue for based on the for then howard hughes to say the damn thing will f- no no he doesn't he says the son of a bitch will fly. yeah he does yeah they were fine PG movie, yeah um i'm gonna back it up even more than that how did cliff know that that thing was gonna move on its That's track what i mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> It's a, I would have loved if he jumped and was just, just suspended on uh, it. It was oh, like, oh, oh I didn't think boy. that out yeah. very well. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question, and that was that was purely that was what I would describe. Uh, what I would describe as a whimsical yes. moment. That was a whimsical was. moment of, of the movie. It's very far. It's it really stretches your suspense of disbelief in a movie where there's already a guy flying around in a rocket pack, fighting Nazis, fighting Nazis in Hollywood. Guys, really? Come yeah. on. Yeah. You what know what was, I, that, what you was know, that model made out of? You know what I did love though? How the Nazi not the Nazis, how the FBI and, yes. the, and the mobsters work together oh. to kill all the There's Nazis. There's this brilliant moment where Eddie Valentine and uh Walensky is kind of like the quirky FBI agent. Yeah. They're both firing their Tommy guns and they're killing Nazis and they stop. 
They look over at each other and smile, and they go back to firing their Tommy guns. Because killing Nazis brings us all Nothing together. brings us together like killing Nazis. That's the premise of every Captain America movie that's been <laughs> really out so is. far. Yep. Ah, sketch. Yeah. You enjoyed this movie? I did. Do I'm you have glad, any other big questions? I'm glad we did it. If if it's true, if they do come out with a sequel, I will absolutely go with you to the yeah, sequel. Yeah, so according to Cinema Blend, the setup of the sequel takes place in 1942. Mm-hmm. The original Rocketeer is missing. So I guess we're led to believe that PV rebuilds the rocket pack or from the blueprints that Jenny yeah, I, for him. I feel like they set that up. Yeah. The original Rocketeer is, so it's wartime, which coincides with uh, one of the most recent Rocketeer runs, the Rocketeer at war. Mm-hmm. And uh, he vanishes in World War II and two new Rocketeers are commissioned. Uh, one's African-American uh, female mechanic. Um, and one is like your typical star-spangled fighter ace. Mm-hmm. And they fly into enemy lines to try and find him. And that's the the premise. And it has a release date of 2018. No one's attached to it yet. Hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You think it'll still be a the uh, kids movie as much as this was a kids movie? I think it'll probably be more of a, a stylized in the vein of like the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Okay. That seems to be where Disney is now. Would you call this a kid's movie? No, I wouldn't. I don't think it is. Hmm. I think it's a movie that kids can watch. Yeah, I a agree lot, with that. A lot of the weightier stuff goes goes over your head. In yeah, the same I feel way, like this like is a movie a that cartoon. kind of exists beyond classification. Yeah. Of this is a kid's movie. A kid, a, this is a children can watch movie. this movie, but they're not going to get a lot of the references, and adults will be entertained. Oh yeah, kids could watch this. You don't need to know the references to be no. to enter. And it's it's not so gratuitous or violent. It's no. nothing that they haven't seen on television. Oh, especially point. nowadays. Yeah, listen how old I sound. Anybody anybody can watch this. Kids movie these the days. Shut up, my lord. I wish I had a lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm happy I saw it. Longtime listeners. If you haven't seen The Rocketeer, it's a really nice piece of of early 90s cinema that doesn't feel dated. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're watching something um primitive. No. It it's a really solid, well-made movie. It's fun. Has some nice geeking out moments. Absolutely. And heck, if they are going to do a sequel, you'll definitely want to see we're, this we're first. There. Yeah. And uh, yes, and you can find this uh you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, like paid to rent. Oh but you yeah, can also find, you can stuff. also find it on YouTube with a you know poor video quality or yeah. sped up sound. But it's uh, also Amazon Prime. You can watch it streaming, and uh, it was. I'm not sure if it is still on Netflix. You are really coming after Netflix lately. It was on Netflix recently. I don't yeah. know if it's still there. Well, Netflix has. I think they they currently have quite a deal with Disney. A lot yeah. of Disney stuff is on on Netflix. So there's a good chance that this is on Netflix. Yeah. So uh give it check it out, give it a watch and uh should we should we start trying to get this clamshell? Yeah, help me wrestle this clamshell yeah, shot and I'm yeah. going to throw some clothes on before we leave the probably a good idea. club. And uh long-time listeners, thanks for joining us again on our on our geek out of one of Shades's favorite movies. Favorite movies. I mean, Whew. I don't think I I can... was so excited when Sketch said yes to doing this yeah i mean i i can't properly express in audio how excited shades was yeah to do rocketeer uh i hope you enjoyed coming on this journey with us if you have anything you would like us to geek out over 
yeah, please write in um, either through email, go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. You can use our Facebook page, you which can. is just geeking out with shades and sketch. Or, uh, you know, you can always also include that in a rating and review on iTunes. We would appreciate that immensely. It really does make the difference in building the profile of a show. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrestle this clamshell. Let's close this clamshell and let's uh, take GoCo on our next adventure. I guess see you guys next time. See you next time.